Welcome to the Friends of Zane Adams, aka FAZA Podcast, bringing awareness of postpartum depression, suicides, and the children who are left behind. We'll be spotlighting positive outcomes from mothers as well as healthcare experts and counselors. Would you know the signs of PPD? Would you know how to help a loved one? Stay tuned. As a community, we can do more to support maternal mental wellness. Hi there, this is Paulette Smith, and I want to welcome you to this episode of the FISA Podcast for Maternal Mental Wellness. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I want to say that the voice you just heard in the introduction is from our beloved Gail Flowers, podcast producer, voiceover artist, and founder of Ad Voices Digital Productions. Gail died on February 25th, 2023, and our hearts are broken. She gave Faza her precious time and just tons of resources to bring about awareness of postpartum depression, the prevention of maternal suicides, and supporting the children who are left behind. So we ask for your continued prayers to support Gail's family, and we're going to do our best to further the cause that she was so passionate about. So once again, in honor of Gail, I want to say greetings, Faza fans, and we especially welcome our moms, birthing people, our doctors, medical care providers, our doulas, therapists, counselors, and all advocates of maternal mental wellness. Faz has been blessed to be connected to many groups and organizations dedicated to serving perinatal and postpartum birthing people. And in this season, something that we wanted to highlight, we wanted to highlight a few of the reasons why we've been told through all of our communications, typical questions come up and some typical statements come up. And so a pattern develops. And so we wanted to highlight from our inbound resources and our outbound resources. We wanted to highlight why birthing people don't speak up when they're feeling down. Now, before I get started on the actual list, I wanted to thank Vanessa at runningintriangles dot com. That's Vanessa at runningintriangles.com for inspiring this podcast with an article that she wrote on scarymommy.com. And I'm going to have those resources in the description of the YouTube version of this podcast. So if you want to know more about that, you can just go to YouTube and a link is going to be available in the Facebook and Instagram portion so that you can learn more about Vanessa and her wonderful research that she does. So here we go. A few reasons why moms and birthing people don't speak up when they're feeling down. Number one, they're in denial. Now, I can't tell you the number of licensed professionals, therapists, clinicians, nurses, and counselors in the maternal mental health field who have told me, and I've heard them say this, uh, that 
Number one, they experienced postpartum depression. And number two, they waited longer than they should have to seek help. I was amazed by that because I would feel like they were the people that would have recognized it first and would have gotten help first, but that wasn't the way it was. Many of them said that they felt like they were perfectly capable of, I want to say, quote, unquote, handling the situation. We think that it's safe, or we may think that it's safe if uh, professionals who are aware of the signs of PPD We may think that they're safe, but they can also hesitate in asking for help. And so we have to look at a mom who's not a professional, who doesn't know what's going on. And we have to encourage her that if anything is going on that is totally unfamiliar to her, or she's having symptoms that are confusing her, that that's the time for her to reach out and and not be afraid. So for number one, in denial, please speak with your medical doctor. Even if you've gone past the time when you've heard that PPD is something that would affect you, because we're finding out that the time, the scale is changing from three months, six months, one year. We're finding that scale is changing. So if you're feeling like you're not yourself, you want to speak up about that. And especially if you don't know why you're feeling like you're feeling. Number two, they've been told that their feelings are normal. So we're talking about why people don't speak up. Because, well, they've been told <laughs> that's that's normal. There's no need in, in saying anything about that. Just that's what's going to happen. So during the time that you're pregnant, You'll hear from dozens of people, depending on how large your circle is, maybe even hundreds. And, you know, if you're real popular, maybe even thousands of people when you're pregnant. And you'll hear their stories and some of the things they've experienced will sound similar to some of the things that you're experiencing. Some of those things might be pleasant and some might be unpleasant. Some might even be fearful. And if you add to that the millions of articles that can be found online that you can look up and try to quote unquote self-diagnose, the private groups that you can join and the mobile apps that are available to give you information, well, actually all of that might be good, but sometimes it can be difficult to know what's real and what's not when it comes to normal for your situation. So for number two, our you know, recommendation is to listen and kind of consider the word normal, what that means to you. Uh, when you're speaking with your trusted medical team, when your uh, clinicians are involved, your counselors, if you have a doula, all of that, listen for the consistency in what everyone is saying in their feedback and listen for the inconsistencies that are in their feedback. And try not to make the internet your master and know it all of everything. Remember that you are unique. And the medical team taking care of you, they're looking for what's special about you. So while there are many, many things that could be typical in a prenatal or perinatal or postpartum care, Only you 
can speak to what you're feeling as you are a unique individual. And that's what they're looking to hear. They're looking to hear from you. So whatever you're feeling, it's all about you and no one else in this special time in your life. You could talk about anything and you can listen to anything, but we recommend that you don't believe um, anything and everything that you see and hear unless it comes from your trusted support team. And remember, we're not doctors or clinicians or medical people in any way. We're just talking to lots of moms and this is what we're getting. So we'll move on to number three. They have a fear of separation from their family. What? what? I mean, when I first heard that, I was, okay. But then I saw, then I listened, I looked at what they were writing and I saw what they were saying. I heard what they were saying and I saw what they were writing. And one of the biggest fears a mom can have is that she might be experiencing something that's going to separate her from her family. She might be experiencing PPD and she doesn't even know it, but she might be thinking that she's inadequate. She's not doing things right. She might ha be having suicidal ideations or even thinking about hurting her child. All of these things are, are pretty upsetting and to anyone listening, but also to her. And she could be having these feelings at the same time that she's trying desperately to love her new baby, care for maybe possible existing children, and doing all the other duties that comes to her in a day-to-day -day basis. She understands that there are laws in place to protect her and protect her children from harm, but she also fears that if she is perceived by someone else, if she speaks with them, that she might be separated or may lose her family. And therefore, she tries to deal with the feelings on her own. So what about number three? Uh, what, what can be done about that? Well, once again, safety first. Your good health is a priority. It's a priority for you, your baby, and everyone around you. And a good start to having any kinds of feelings that you're not accustomed to is to start writing them down. It's okay to be afraid when you're a new mom or something's happening that you don't exactly know what to do next or so forth and so on, but you can make notes and there's plenty of support and help and resources. But you, you don't want to depend on a rambling conversation to express your fears or your feelings to your doctors or your caregivers because that may be like that. It may sound like it's rambling. When you're taking notes, you kind of like can pull in any kind of trend or any kind of repetitiveness that's going on and they'll be able to help you. Seek out professional therapy and counseling and check out the FASA website because we strive to connect you with resources that are insured and uninsured. Just want to make sure that you're safe. That's what we have to say for number three. Number four, they don't speak up because they feel ashamed. A lot of that has to do with what we've already talked about. Why do they feel ashamed? Because up until the point they started experiencing PPD, they felt quote unquote normal, whatever that means in their life. And I've already gone over why 
nothing can really be classified as normal in the PPD experiences because even people having similar systems have different outcomes. But I'll even go farther and say that other elements that I've already mentioned, and I'll mention again, including uh, feeling ashamed or denial, fear of separation, those things mix together and become sort of like one. And that's why the awareness for postpartum depression is so important because they can accumulate and exacerbate a situation. Okay, so for number four, if you followed FASA at all, if you're a person who's feeling ashamed or afraid that if you speak up, that it's going to just be detrimental to you, or if you know a mom who you feel may be reluctant to come forward to get encouragement and you feel like she might be in trouble, you want to take the time to learn more about helping to overcome any feelings of shame. There's no shame, no more than if you would be ashamed to treat a cold or the flu. Now, your experience with PPD may be more involved, but it's still just as uh, common as any physical ailment that you might have. It's something that can be taken care of can be, you can talk through it, you can work through it, and not come through some of the problems that, and suffering that women are having just because they're feeling ashamed. You know, resources are available. They can only be applied when a request is made. So no one can tend to those of your needs that you don't let show. And we'll let Mr. Bill Withers talk about that, but anyway, Number five, feeling like a failure. And the, uh, what can I say there? This is real. Most people who are listening to this, who will listen to this, who have ever lived, who will ever live, gonna experience some kind of failure in life. It's something that you've tried and you're not done well, and so you feel like you failed. But who wants to be considered a failure as a mother. No one wants to feel that, especially someone who's looked forward to motherhood or looked forward to having a child and believed that they were prepared because PPD doesn't discriminate. It's not just for uh, poor women or women of color or women who have already had some kind of mental uh, issue. It's for, it can really set in on anyone. And so for someone who feels as if they were really prepared and all these things hit them, then they can feel like they're failing and the experience can become overwhelming. They're still loving their baby, but they're constantly feeling like they are not measuring up for whatever reason. For number five, and it is a significant uh, symptom that can grow and lead to more negative symptoms, that feeling of failure. And sometimes it's more recognized by loved ones, caregivers, the day-to-day -day people in your life, contacts. It's more recognized by them than it is by 
the individual who's actually experiencing that. So if you're feeling inadequate, again, we encourage you to take notes and believe that everything you need to be a confident mom is available to you and it can be provided to you. And if you're a caregiver for a perinatal or postpartum person, um, up to up to three years, even more, um, there's no time limit on this. We want to kind of get that out of people's minds. We encourage you to learn more about the ways to support a mom's feelings of failure. If you hear that conversation going on, if you hear her saying things like that, uh, you want to help guide them into feelings of self-confidence, faith, trust, and belief. And there are resources to help you as a caregiver as well. You want to just reach out to fazainc.org and let us know that these are the resources that you're looking for. Number six, and I'm going to make this the last one, even though there are so many, I just don't want to keep this too long, but this is really important and it undermines all the other the advice that we've given so far, all the other steps about why moms don't report their feelings. And that is no trust in the medical system. And I made this the last request because if you're a birthing person or mom and you followed all the rules, you've tried to speak to everyone about everything, but you don't find the help that you expected. It's your expectations, mommy. Uh, you don't find the help that you expected with your doctors or the professional people in your circle. They're not gaining your trust. You don't have trust in them. That is a problem, but it's not a problem that cannot be solved. It's a problem that you want to, first of all, as soon as you start feeling things like that, again, writing, I can't say it too much, making notes, keeping records, because you don't want any misinterpretations or misunderstandings, okay? And so it's critical for you to be heard, but it's also critical for you to be as clear as you can about your feelings. So take notes, make sure that you are putting forth the best information that you can. We know that in lower socioeconomic uh, sta level statuses, that's even a more critical issue because they already feel as if they're not being, being heard. And we know for a fact that they're not because of the numbers. For number six, if you have no trust in your medical team, don't be silent. First of all, document your feelings and you are advocate for your baby and yourself. So don't give up. Don't feel hopeless. I encourage you to, once again, write down specific incidents that cause you to feel uncomfortable or that you feel like your message is not being heard or your voice is not being heard, but be clear on what you feel you need to make yourself safe. Okay? because we not only receive communications from moms and birthing people, we also receive communications from professionals and the messages that they send over and over again is for moms to speak up when they're feeling down. Well then, 
I've come to the end of my time with you for this session. But again, I want to thank Vanessa Rapisada, the founder and editor at runningtriangles.com. And uh, I found her just this inspirational, the you know, information article for this podcast on scarymommy.com, which is a place where Vanessa writes, but she also has her own company, Running Triangles. Dot com. So I want you to go ahead and give her a visit because she has lots of information, free information and valuable information to bring about the awareness of postpartum depression and to encourage um, maternal mental wellness. Okay, so thank you, Vanessa. And we look forward to you visiting friendsofzaneadams.org. And we ask you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. We deeply appreciate every donation and every dollar that's donated goes towards our efforts to bring awareness to postpartum depression and maternal mental wellness. No gift is too small. So again, please keep the family of Gail Flowers with Ad Voices in your prayers. This is Paulette Smith signing off in loving memory of Christina LaShawn Thompson Adams. Until next time, bye-bye.